Goldie here, and today we're going to talk about wrestling. On today's episode, Cody's smile shines bright in a successful matchmaking attempt. Logan Paul is repulsive to Seth Rollins. And the NXT women's division is the gift that keeps on giving. Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? Once again, I am joined by Godflow. Hello, Godflow. What's up, everybody? Happy and, Thursday. And Don Jay. How are we doing, Don Jay? We are doing great. WrestleMania is next weekend, and I am pumped. Is it already next weekend? Yes, ma'am. God, that is... That snuck up on a girl. Alrighty, feels like it's been forever. Yeah, it feels like we were talking about, you know, WrestleMania this, WrestleMania that, and then, like, all of a sudden it's here. Time absolutely flies when you get quality wrestling and quality podcasts to listen to with regards to said wrestling. Let's get right into it. Um, if this was a video podcast, I would absolutely play the gif of Cody just standing in the back, smiling, staring at the camera. Um, but we got what we wanted as wrestling fans. Um, SmackDown at the beginning, Cody is in the ring trying to get um, KO and Sammy on the same page. KO is like, nah, bro, we've been over this. Um, and at the end of the show, KO returns to save Sammy from a jump attack from the Usos. And then it's the bro hug. It's the bro hug. Huge pop. There's something about Sammy and doing things that just elicits a massive reaction from the crowd. Uh, but KO and Sammy, Team Steenwolf, are finally reunited and they will be challenging the Usos for the tag titles at WrestleMania. Uh, Flo, you are the resident KO whisperer of the group. Why don't you start? I mean, it was a long time coming, part of this story. Uh, Cody comes down to the ring and he calls KO out and then he's like, okay, well, there's another piece of the puzzle called Sammy. Um, as we seen in the backstage on Raw a week ago that uh, KO and Cody were having a little bit of a discussion in the background there. So it's trying to get everybody on the same page so we can finally take down the bloodline. Well, of course, KO being KO says, absolutely not. I've told you I've had enough of this, that, and the other. And they leave, and Sammy comes out to the parking lot, and he's like, I love you. Come back. I need you. And it uh, it, it worked at the end of the show. They got back together. Um, it's going to be the, uh, the unstoppable force, per se. I mean, Kevin Owens has been beating the hell out of the bloodline single-handedly. Sammy Zayn has either been getting his ass beat or beating the bloodline's well, ass. KO's been KO's been getting his ass kicked a little bit too. Oh yes, that was uh that was last week. KO finally got his ass kicked. That was right. Um, got got a little knockback there when he told Cody, "Stay out of my business. I got it," and uh, he didn't have it. Um, have numbers it. game always pulling through. So uh, now it's going to be interesting as the numbers games start to even up. I mean, Solo's kind of the odd man out here as he's been the entire story. He's not even the brother of Corn and Roman. Um, 
So it's kind of interesting to see where he fits into the story now, as he doesn't have a, a direct opponent, I guess, as of yet. Um, I guess he'll just be kind of lurking around. He'll but, be in uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. There we go. Give him something to do. Throw him in that random tag match that was thrown together out of nothing. Yeah, get, call up Zion Quinn from NXT and get them tagging in this. There we go. Bloodline. Yep. Get them all linked together there. But uh, we're, we're, we're finally getting the story. They're going after the tag titles. It's going to be a hell of a match. They had the, the hug, the re-embrace, and it's just like massive pop city. Absolutely. I mean, Sammy, as you alluded to earlier, he's just literally been massive pop city all year. Uh, my years go from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, not uh, yep. not physical years. But uh, it, it's just been every single moment he's been in has been absolutely electric with the crowd. And we got to think at WrestleMania, are, are we going to get one more? Or uh, or is there more to the story that we don't know yet? I guess I guess we're going to see as it goes on. That's the interesting thing with there being like two different storylines regarding the bloodline. Does it help? Does it all have to happen at the same time? Like, do the Usos have to lose and Roman loses? Do the Usos lose, but Roman retains? Do the Usos retain, but Roman loses? There's a lot of moving parts here. I guess we have one more episode of or two more episodes of SmackDown and one more episode of Raw before Mania. Correct. Okay, so next week we can do predictions. Because, like, I feel like with the bloodline, we've been talking about it for so long. Like, I just feel like we need to do predictions. And I'm like, but no, there's still more There's still more time. Still like, what time. could? What else could they possibly say in a promo? What else could they possibly do in a black hoodie to further this before the match at WrestleMania? I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I, I get it. Cody's like, I need to do this. I need to. You're right, Roman. That's why I have to finish the story. And Roman just keeps burying him. Lyrically, physically, all sorts of stuff. I don't know. I'm like, I get it. I get it with the bloodline. I don't I don't need anything else. I just need them to fight now. I do think it is interesting what happens with Solo. Um, is he ringside with Roman? Is he ringside with the Usos? Um, do, do, do the Usos lose and Roman lose and Solo is just standing there with Heyman? Like what now? <laughs> Shrugging. <laughs> Shrugging. In a black hoodie. In a black, a black hoodie. hoodie. Yep. The yeah. Black with hoodie. a black hoodie, towel over the head, Samoan mm -hmm. spike just at the ready. Like what now, Us? Second, um, uh, SmackDown storyline we need to talk about is, um, father of the year, Rey Mysterio. Finally gives us a little bit of verbal pushback when it comes to Dominic. Um, still won't hit him, which is understandable. I get it. That's not Ray's style. He is, he is his father. He's not going to beat his child on live TV. Um, although I'm sure many would. Um, but we finally get some of the, like, he, he finally starts to be like, Dominic, listen. You know why I was away? So I could provide for you. And like, this is the stuff that I needed from Ray because I was getting frustrated. He's like, he's not saying anything. He's not doing anything. He's just letting Dominic say all this bullshit and just not doing anything. So for me, 
in this storyline, I finally got Ray being like, this is why. It's so I could provide for you and your sister and your mom the life that I never had. And that meant missing graduation. That meant missing Christmas. That meant missing Thanksgiving. That meant being on the road a lot. But I was able to, like, provide you with all these nice things and all these comforts and give you the opportunities that I never had because I worked my ass off for you to get them, even if that means I wasn't there. Um, Which makes sense. That's like every father in wrestling, just about. A weird little side thing going on here that ties into this is my man, L.A. Knight. Yeah. He loses yeah. yet again. Yeah. He he loses yet again on SmackDown to Xavier Woods. And then he walks in the back. They're trying to interview him. And he sees Rey Mysterio. He's like, hey. Hey, Ray. I can beat that punk-ass kid of yours. I don't remember what else he said. But then Ray, like, hit him and said something in Spanish. And L.A. Knight's like, what did he just say? Um, and look who has another match. L A night. Yeah. My dude stays winning even with losses. So we have LA night and Ray on SmackDown next week. Do you still think we're going to end up getting Ray Dominic at mania? Yes. Yeah. 100% yes. Mm-hmm. And I think next week is going to, I think tomorrow probably will be the, the catalyst to it. Because Ray has been so close, and he's this is the closest that he's gotten to um, knocking the shit out of Dom. And I think that tomorrow in the match with LA, Dom is going to do something so um, ridiculous that he, he's not going to have any choice but to be like, we need to end this. Do you think LA Knight finally gets a win? Yes, I think he wins tomorrow. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um... As you've seen, L.A. Knight took a quick roll-up loss to Xavier and not missing a beat. He's uh, he's in the back talking his shit per normal. You you would think the man was running around with a 10-win with a, uh, streak all the time. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of feels like it. He's yeah. in the back, looks at Ray. Uh, and it's like, with Ray, it's like everybody has volunteered to beat the shit out of this kid. But Ray, Ray needs to be the one to beat the shit out of the kid, put the put the respect back into the kid, etc. Um, and just and just so we're clear here, because you know there's always that one person is like, uh, I listened to this podcast and they were like glorifying child abuse. No. Th- <laughs> this is this is two consenting adults working in wrestling. So we're not That's talking about go man. home. What's that, Donjay? That's a grown ass man. Yeah, we're not saying go home and beat your kid. That That is not what we're doing here. This is a consent storyline. Thank you for um, taking a moment to listen to that PSA. Uh, continue. But so, well, I mean, what it's going to come to is it's week after week. I mean, Ray can't do anything without Dom showing up, without Dom doing anything. Um, it, it's eventually going to boil to a head here, and I think we're getting... Uh, we're getting pretty close. Uh, I believe we have the whole Mysterio family showing up. Oh, that's right. They're all so, going to be ringside at SmackDown. So it's going to be very interesting to see how all that 
plays in, especially with both of them in the same building. So as expected, I I think that something's going to happen with the family that's going to cause the uh, the match here to take off. It's going to be it's it's going to be tough because it's Dom is very protected, and that's going to be the other thing is like when it comes to Dom and Ray, is the Judgment Day going to be involved? Is uh is Santos and them going to be involved? Well, and what, you got to take you got to take Rhea into account as well because she's got a title match mm-hmm. at Mania, and they're not making her look weak. Not at all, and I mean it's been dom has been on tv more than i think anybody in the company in the past month what's his win loss record i don't recall the last time he took a loss i don't either they book him to not lose they book him to be the chicken shit heel that finds a way to get a win whether it's by Rhea, whether it's by priest whether it's by finn uh any type of shenanigans he doesn't get pinned he takes the win every single time He's the opposite of Indy Hartwell. I I kind of, this is me theory crafting here. If the entire Mysterio family is there, and by the way, um, Rhea's current boyfriend used to date Dominic's sister. So there's that weird little thing going on. Um, I want, because Dominic said he was going to ask his mom for permission. I want... Rhea to put Angie in a nightmare lock until she says yes. Ultimate heel stuff. And then Ray will be like, it'll be like what they did to Edge and Beth. Yep. It's not going to happen until you bring in the spouse. So yep. I, I can see, and I can see Angie like consenting to this as well as someone who's watched her husband be in the industry for so long. I can see that being something that she'd want to do. Like she slapped Rhea. When they broke into her home. Um, I feel like that would be hilarious to me. That would be how they get the permission. Was they hurt one or the other. I think that's the route we're going to be going down. Maybe Angie takes a match with Rhea. Why not? Let's. Uh, <laughs> somebody will finally hit her. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset. If, if Angie slaps Rhea again. Um, we did mention LA Knight. Having this match against Ray. There has been some talk. Um, with Bray potentially not being at Mania. And again, this is just talk. Um, but there's whispers that um, LA Knight could feud with Bobby Lashley at Mania. It would be a very, very quick build. However, um, both have stated in interviews that that was the one match they wanted to have an impact and never did. Eli Drake, Bobby Lashley. So if we get this in mania, like what kind of a build would they need to do? Don Jay, when you turn your mic up just a little bit, um, can you maybe talk about what an LA night feud, Bobby Lashley match could look like with a week of build? They're both pros. L.A. just needs to get on the mic one time, talk about Bobby's um, chiseled granite physique. They can even be like a body pose now. One mm. week, that's all we need. Don't do that to me. <laughs> chiseled granite and chiseled limestone. Like, mm. got me making them noises. 
uh, <laughs> flow? I don't know. I don't like to entertain any facts that Bray's not going to be there until he actually doesn't show up because I still think that's all farce indicators of what's going on. Uh, the match in general, I mean, it would be a good match, but I would hate, I, I don't think there's a build that they could make that quickly. Um, it would literally just be LA Knight talking shit and Bobby being like, well, if you're going to talk shit and I need a match, here I am. Um, you know what? So- you mentioned, I'm sorry to cut you off. You did mention um, you don't like entertaining ideas. Um, that is why we have the BS Barbershop. Um, so we are now in the BS Barbershop. As you can see, um, Don Jay and I getting fades. Uh, Flo holding the Barbasol. Um, so this is where we can talk a bit about, you know, dirt sheets, rumors. So let's just pretend we are in the bullshit barbershop. Mm. Let's just pretend that Bray's not there and that this is going to happen. So with it, they build a quick matchup. They go together. And uh, I mean, like I said, it'll be a physically strong match. Um, it'll that they definitely have the distance. They could go along the way with it. It'd be great. I still don't think they could put enough story together that quick, other than L.A. Knight talking shit and Bobby being like, "I don't like you talking shit," and that's pretty much where that would go. Um, if that match would occur, I could see it ending by Bray and Uncle Howdy beating the shit out of both of them. That would be interesting. I feel like that would be maybe a five-minute filler match. Unfortunately. Yeah. It yep. would be something that I would love to watch if they got more builds because, like, like I said, they did want to wrestle each other in Impact and they never did. Um, so there's potential maybe post Mania. I know, I know, LA Knight's winning Money in the Bank, but you know, Backlash maybe. You still got Backlash. Backlash maybe. Um, in the the home of Logan Paul. As long as there's build up. I, I just don't yeah. want to see it thrown together for the sake of being thrown together, especially when they both could run a decent program all the way through. So I, I just I don't want the, hey, we're doing this just to do it. Here's the panic button. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are leaving the barbershop looking fresh. All right. Um, next order of business. We have the um, the Charlotte Rhea feud going on. And I was into it. And then the last Rhea promo kind of made me side eye and like tilt my head a little bit. Like, wait, what? She's she's come across as this dominant force. And then she's like. She's face to face with Charlotte. And she's like, everyone's afraid of me, but you. And you're a star and you're the go-to and blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, it was like Rhea did a complete 180. And instead of being this nightmare, imposing, menacing, it was like, um, you're everything I need to be. And then they start fighting. It, so, I don't try to think of how I, because with, the way that they write women's feuds, I'm happy that they finally let them have a brawl, even if it was a little weird, just because of the lack of anything happening on happening on Raw. They do the brawl thing that spills out into the crowd. I'm into it. Um, but the Rhea promo just kind of left me like this was supposed to be 
her ascension and now her promos are like she's questioning herself. Um, I still think it's going to be a fantastic match, but it's left me wondering if they're even going to put this belt on Rhea. I, I think they need to still. Um, but it's not as... I'm not as confident now just because, I don't know, I feel like I feel like Rhea's promo was really weak for no reason. They'd been fine up until. I pretty much feel the same way on it because it's like Rhea coming out of the Rumble was as dominant as anyone maybe not named Bianca. Um, she was the fearsome. Uh, you were scared when she showed up. She was body slamming men, even though they weren't hitting her back. She was literally in every moment looking like this is the big, strong, the nightmare is what she was. You didn't want her to show up. You didn't want this. And then she faced, looks at Charlotte and she's kind of like, okay, well now you're at the top and I need to beat you. And I'm kind of not scared. But it's like, what are you, like, you're supposed to be the badass. Like, there shouldn't be any doubt in you that, hey, this is what you have to be. This is what you have to do. And she kind of seems to have this, as you alluded to, this doubt that it's like, yeah, I need to be the best and I need and I need. It's like, okay, when did you turn into Cody? I was just about to say, it's very... um very similar to Cody, like, yeah, everything you're saying is true, which is why I need to do it. Yeah, but I need this. I need, I mean, even if the way that it was booked going in was even if Rhea found a way to lose that match, she was still going to be Rhea. She was still going to be strong, dominant, Yeah, go through. Everybody thought she's going to win. But the way this has been booked through, it's almost like losing to Charlotte would defeat her, her aura, her character now. Yeah, Which and, and it should and it shouldn't have been like that. Yeah, and it like tur- I mean, it started out weird to begin with when their first interaction involved Dominic Mysterio. That made me so fucking mad. It's like, okay, what what does Dom have to like? I said, the man gets on TV everywhere, gets the heat. I get it, but it's what are we getting they've, into? They like- finally build the face to face, and then it was Dominic. Like, are we doing the James Ellsworth wins the first ever women's money in the bank again? Because I'm not here it for this. It feels a lot like that. I'm not here for it. it. Except Rhea isn't Mela in a sense. Rhea's supposed to be this dominant, this force, this scary, this the eradicator. And it's kind of feeling like as week by week go by, I mean, the brawl helped. It was like, okay, thank God they're finally stopped talking and start fighting. It, it was a little bit uh, weird on the brawl and what happened. They just kept going back and forth at each other, which was great. At the end, you have the great picture of Rhea laughing her ass off on the uh, on the side curtain, which was is what she needs. She needs. She to made be it like, her. Okay. She made it her Twitter picture too. <laughs> her 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 internet game as a heel yeah. is so good. That picture is not going away for a long time um, in memes or anything else because they, they, she has a great face on for that one. But she's literally just staring, looking in, and it's like that's what that's the Rhea that we've been looking for that hasn't shown up for like a month now after winning yeah. the Rumble. It's like you're not scared. You don't have any doubt. There shouldn't be a doubt in her system whatsoever. It's not – I mean, 
I don't want Rhea to ever be amicable towards anyone. No, not at all. She needs to be the force. She needs to be the reckoning. She needs to take, I mean, whatever she's doing, like I said, she was booked so dominantly up to the Rumble, including the Rumble. Against men. Against men. You mean to tell me she's going to pick up Luke Gallows and then be scared of Charlotte? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a Charlotte fan. I even think that's weird. Like, come on. She's not that scary. It's almost like with two Rias. They're, they're booking two separate Rias. Yeah. Like, Which I don't like. Is Judgment Day Rhea. And she's like leader Judgment Day, blah, blah, blah. As soon as she gets over to SmackDown, she's a totally different person. And then the only th- the one thing that stuck out to me in that promo on Friday is that she said she didn't choose Bianca because of reasons. I want to know what those are. For purposes, Bianca is the head woman in WWE. For if if you really, she hasn't lost since Mania last year. Charlotte had her sabbatical. We know that Charlotte is the gold standard in the women's division. But for all intents and purposes, Bianca is the head dog in in the women's division. Yep. So, I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Bianca has held that title for. She won it at SummerSlam, right? She won it at Mania. Oh, she won it at Mania. Oh, right. Because SummerSlam is when Damage Control came back, and I just, for some reason, yep. keep thinking that's when. But So she won yep. it at Mania. SummerSlam was their rematch, right? Yep. Okay. So she's had this title for almost a year. Yeah. Bianca is absolutely the face of the women's division. Um, And I agree with you in... I'm not super knowledgeable when it comes to like NXT stuff. Was there a Bianca Rhea feud there at some point? Because they were like opposite teams for war games, weren't they? Yeah, but the the most that they did with those was when Charlotte came down to do the initial challenge for the NXT title. And that's where the whole you don't even go here line generated because they threw her in battles with them for the three-way. But as far as face-to-face type battles with Rhea it never materialized so okay so I'm with you I'm interested to hear um why Rhea didn't want to challenge Bailey maybe maybe I said Bailey I meant Bianca maybe Rhea loses to Charlotte and maybe Bianca retains and then we get Bianca Rhea I don't know I feel like I feel like Rhea needs a title to make Judgment Day imposing because I don't think it doesn't look like Finn or Priest or Dominic are going to be challenging for titles anytime soon. Maybe that changes post. It's really hard to tell because post mania, that's when everything just they hit the reset button. Um, but I feel like Rhea needs a title. I think out of the four of them, she's the most believable one to hold it. 100%. Um, so whether it's the SmackDown women's championship whether it's the raw women's championship maybe they finally get rid of the women's tag titles and give them a mid-card title like a women's intercontinental please god my queendom for that um i don't know but i feel like she needs a title i feel like this um this latest promo with Rhea and the self doubt that she's had is it has me Kind of wondering what's going on. 
I, I'm not sure why they have her so confident against men. And then like Charlotte of all people is the one that she's like, eh, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but moving on, we have one more um, order of SmackDown business to get to. And that is, we all knew the triple threat was going to happen. It was just a matter of how it was going to happen. And uh, we all called it. We get Sheamus and Drew, 1v1, Imperium interferes. Now it's a triple threat. We knew this was coming. We were excited for it. We knew since Rumble, essentially, that this was the match that we were going to have at Mania. It's, they just had to fill weeks on television to get there. It's like, I don't really care how they got there. We're just there. It could have been better, but we're there now. Uh, yep, it's pretty much as we said. It was the match everybody wanted to see, and even though Gunther was the one guy that didn't want to see it, um, it, it was just meant to be in the end. The, the match is going to be absolutely insane. Um, it adds suspense to the match because I think anytime you put Walter in a 1v1, well, Gunther. Gunther. Thank Gunther, you. Mm-hmm, in a 1v1, he's always the favorite. So with this adds the suspense angle to it. Not only is it going to be suspenseful, but it's going to be good. Is It's like, okay, now I don't have to be involved at all and majestically lose my title. So Yeah, it's like end- I've been saying, Sheamus is going to pin Drew. Gunther still looks strong. Sheamus gets his Grand Slam. The world keeps turning. Looking very forward to it. It's going to be interesting. I'd look forward to hearing everybody's predictions next week on that match. That match might steal both nights. It's it should damn good possibility. It should steal both nights. I mean, I believe the match of the year last year. I don't think there were too many people arguing or would have many argued against was Sheamus and uh, Gunther at Clash of the Castle. So, all right. Let it uh let us move on to the raw picture. And um we saw it two weeks ago. Uh Theory beating Dawkins. We saw it last week. He beat Ford. Um F's in the chat for Montez and and Dawkins taking solo losses. Um as much as it needed to happen from a theory perspective, it still sucks seeing my boys take L's. Um but he was booked very strong, and I did not watch the bump. I don't normally watch the bump, uh, but apparently he took the spinner title on. Yep, he uh, he went on the bump, and he robbed the old classic U.S. title spinner. Did, did somebody on this podcast maybe say a few times that's what they wanted? I think uh, somebody was alluding to uh, some basic thugonomics theory. You didn't even warn me. I was looking through the notes. We started a little late. I was looking through the notes and I saw take spinner title on the bump. And I'm like, this, this motherfucker <laughs> never even told me about this. Flo, did you watch the bump? I did. I had uh, bits and pieces of it up. I was able to see him uh, confiscate and very cockily. Uh, take Wait, it. that's mean, that's what he did was just like he straight up stole it. He's just like, oh, I kind of, you know, I like this. And it's like, so it's very interesting to see what I think he's been on uh, on Instagram and a bunch of other social networks with it, running around, doing various different things with it. I think there's one of uh, somebody shows him how to spin it. It's it's pretty hilarious, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he uh, what he ends up doing with it overall. Maybe he pulls in a Lundra Blaze and cans it. Throws it in the trash. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, do you have any other 
thoughts on um, how theory is being booked, Flo? I mean, he's being booked incredibly right now. Um, as expected, he takes out Dawkins. Then he comes, he talks his shit, he takes out Ford. Regardless of where he's at, he's just absolutely talking all the shit. Um, he's backing it up, and that's that's the important part with him. So, I mean, when, when you're facing Cena, the guy that pretty much put the U.S. title on the map with the with the open challenge game it's it's gonna be uh i mean i, th I think he might have a shot if uh the way he's being booked currently might have a shot at what might have a shot to defeat cena who doesn't lose so yeah there's there's no way cena wins though right i mean that's kind of like betting this is, against they Hunter. they yeah but they brought him back to put this guy over I can't see Cena winning. As, as, as bad as he buried him a couple weeks ago, that was only to, to build him up. So I, I see Theory winning this, but we'll, that's, I think that's all I feel almost as confident about that as any other match, really. I feel like with Cena doing all the part-time champ shots at like The Rock, I don't see him winning and being a part-time champ. Because that's what he would be. He's got so many other things he's doing. It would be like when Brock won the title and showed up once every two months. I mean, he could show up the next night and do an open challenge. And then lose the title to Theory? Then lose the title to somebody else. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like this is how they want Theory to get over, especially now that Vince isn't the one um, advocating for him. Bring back Old Faithful that can work with basically anybody. Uh, next up, Logan Paul. A lot of people were booing this man. How good of a heel is Logan? He's the best heel in, in the business right now. If you, you want somebody that people hate, but you want somebody that's believable to win, and he has that in spades right now. So whenever he's going against a Roman or a Seth or Miz or whoever, you believe now that he can compete based on the multiple times that he's been. It's not aimed to him where he just shows up for the paycheck. He is what you want in a prototypical heel. I mean, he just literally went off on that promo. I mean, he ate the fans alive. He ate um, Seth alive. He just literally, it was so natural. Like, it wasn't like he was forcing the lines. It wasn't Even like Even the was... way that he was looking at the different cameras was, like, flawless. It, it was absolute, just, he put on a clinic in there. Like, it was, okay, I'm the heel now after being the face a couple times. We'll watch this. And it was like, he needed no help. It was like, here's a mic, go do your thing. And he just absolutely crushed it. Fans were pissed. Everybody was pissed off at him. He was throwing shots at everybody and then as Don Jay alluded to when it comes to in the ring we've seen it time and time again it's just everything is so natural to him it's nothing is forced nothing has to be set up it's so fluent in what he's doing whether it's verbally whether it's laying some smackdown whatever it is it's just the the man has it and as Don Jay also said he already has the hate so it's it's just building upon where it's natural heat, added heat, in the ring heat, 
I mean, the man is literally on fire right now, which is ironically he's going against Rollins, and that match could also be an absolutely mm-hmm. insane match of the night when thinking about that other triple threat match. Yeah, I think that has potential as well. Um, Logan already has a loss, so it's not like it's it's not like a situation where oh they're really gonna have Logan win at WrestleMania and be undefeated. No, he lost to Roman, so it's not like a oh they're just giving the new guy all the wins thing. But maybe a little ahead of myself here. But like, who do you think wins? And then what happens? To both of them. The win doesn't affect either one of them. The loss would neither affect either one of them. I mean, kind of how Seth, I'm feeling. Seth kind of eats the, and maybe that is, maybe if Seth does lose, maybe that puts a chip on his shoulder coming back into the, the new year after mania. Um, regardless, it's like, I don't think there's an outcome that is going to have any lasting effect on either one of them. So it's just going to be overall enjoyable. Again, there's you can speculate either way who's going to win, and it's kind of a toss-up right now. I mean, so far, uh, Logan has been getting the advantage over Seth. Um, but again, Seth is Seth, so one stomp, and that could be over. Yeah, one stomp for Seth, one punch for Logan. Uh, Don J, do you have any final thoughts on the match between these two? Not yet. Not yet. It could go either way. I need one more raw. Yeah, I agree. I think one more to kind of set the tone a little more because Seth has been knocked out two in a row, right? He's taken two TKOs so far. Yeah, so I feel like it's time for Logan to maybe be left laying on the mat with a stomp. A little more with Team Beckstream, and they interfered in the Bailey Rhea match, which Rhea's out there cutting a promo against Charlotte. And then damage controls music hits, and I don't think I was the only one that went, what the actual fuck are they doing out here? Bailey kind of talking herself up to be like the standard of Raw when she's just constantly holding L's. I really hope, I might be the only one, I really hope damage control splits after Mania. It's not believable to me. I think Dakota and EO work really well together, but I think Bailey is a better heel when she's by herself. I've been saying for a bit, give EO the chair. Have her be the member of the shield that hits Bailey with the chair. I think her going solo would be fantastic. It has to be a garbage can. Oh my god, yeah, okay. She has to hop in a garbage can and then jump on Bailey and then hit her with a chair. Um <laughs> Flo, what are your thoughts on this smorgasbord of So I had some equal thoughts there of uh when Bailey was the one to interrupt Rhea, which I'm not even sure why Rhea was there, to be honest. I don't remember the promo, so it must not even have been that relevant to the situation. It was another one of those like I need to finish the story. It, that's things. what it was. So it was like I was actually happy to see Bailey for once. And then it was like, oh yeah, it's Bailey, it's damage control. So all right, well, on a good note, maybe Rhea's gonna one v three them and get back to that dominant Rhea. But uh, that would have been great. So that would have been Actually, the preferred route we would have went, other than, hey, let's set up a match, even though, you know, Bailey's great in the ring, it was a different match, but of course we weren't going to get a clean finish, which is kind of like, uh, so we're doing this, but we're kind of not. Then, uh, Well, you we have heel have versus heel with Bailey and Rhea, so fuckery is kind of expected, but... 
it was nice seeing Rhea in her normal clothes instead of the outfit. So, okay. I mean, I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you do it. Can we talk about Rhea wrestling in a sports bra and jeans? How much better does that look than like goth Barbie's first bathing suit? It was immaculately better as we discussed. And like she has a really cool chest tattoo. So having the sports bra kind of like highlighting it. Listen, I I'm a big fan of people that like Dexter Loomis, Dean Ambrose, Rhea Ripley. Give me people wrestling in jeans. It just looks so much more badass. Um, I felt like that. I don't know. I feel like that gear made her a little more believable to me, which is incredible considering Saudi Arabia, they wrestle in t-shirts. But yeah, that gear, it was like she obviously wasn't prepared for a match, but I don't know. I feel like she her her presence was so much more imposing just wearing a pair of jeans. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. She looked 100% in her element there. And it was, again, way better than the, the latex bodysuit they have been putting on her. Um, it just it made more sense to the character altogether. Um, so then we have Team Beckstream Interfere, which, again, I anytime popcorn is involved, I'm here for it. Popcorn, anytime it wants to interfere in any match, it's always great. So... That was top notch. You got to see Lita beat the shit out of somebody while chewing popcorn. That was pretty dope. It was <laughs> while chewing while chewing popcorn, and she's teeing yeah. off on someone. That was kind of cool. Tee it off. So so that was cool, interesting. I mean, the look and feel. Becky had the big time look going as well. It was uh, it, it was a feeling in it, but in the end, it was just kind of like, okay, well, now what are we doing with this? It, it kind of feels like. Again, as everybody knows, not a big fan of not using the tag titles. We're doing the Legends match. We're doing... I think with Toxic Attraction not being a thing anymore, I think it's time for uh, for Damage Control to go. Um, hashtag free EO. Um, EO needs to get out, needs to start doing her own thing, have these matches with these bigger stars. Um Bailey will be fine. Dakota, I'm not sure what they're going to do with her. I mean, Tegan's I, out there. I was gonna, I was gonna mention, I wouldn't be mad if her and Tegan go face to face again on the main roster. You could, you could put them face to face, put them back together. I mean, if you're going to keep the belt, no, we're not making teams. We're not making teams. I mean, we're not, it, we're it, not, we're not splitting up teams just to pair them up with other people. I think Dakota might be one of those ones that is better in a team, though. And that is my theory with it. The heart is wants what the heart wants. Yep. <laughs> okay, but the heart don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it would, be, I think it would be nice going back to that just because it would give an actual experienced team back together, which is something that we're extremely lacking. And it wouldn't yeah. have that thrown together feeling. It wouldn't be slapping two peanut butter slices together. You'd have a peanut butter and a jelly to actually make a team. Yeah, like um, the team of Raquel Liv and Emma Tegan. Like, yay. Yeah, yeah, whatever those are. We have, so let's talk about some potentially believable female tag teams. We have Ronda Shayna, which is like the team. Uh, we have Caden Katana in NXT. 
Which who are Candace. incredibly cohesive. And yeah, that's about it. You can do Candace Indy. When they, yeah, I've been begging for that. When Indy finally gets main roster, reunite the way. I can see those three. But three teams does not a division make. I desperately want these tag titles to mean something. But if they're not going to do it, I'll say, give us a singles title. So the only thing I'll say is that there's a lot of women on the roster, and maybe they've just been mis- misaligned. Maybe there's some cohesive tag teams that can exist, but they just haven't been put together correctly. Right. I'll agree with that. So maybe they just need to find their right partner, for lack of a better phrase. Um, because for the longest we had Raquel and, and Aaliyah, but then Aaliyah got hurt. Yeah. I can kind of see Raquel live being like the female version of Team Little Big when we had Alexa and Braun. Because like Raquel's just too damn happy. So you got to put her with a happy crazy, I think. So, so we bring Ivy up. Raquel and Nikki. <laughs> I guess... Another female storyline on Raw is can they coexist um, with Asuka, Bianca? I don't know what happened to Mella. Is she okay? Like, she was supposed to tag with Chelsea, and then all of a sudden, uh, Chelsea's tagging with Piper? Um, I don't know what happened there. Hopefully, Mella's okay. Uh, but Asuka and Bianca kind of coexisted, won the match, and then Asuka finally kicks her in the mouth and i think i said this on the podcast last week like we both or not we both we all know that promo wise not the strongest oscar bianca um oscar it's a language barrier i'm sure she could cut insane promos in japanese uh bianca's promos are getting better but I feel like with these two, since they're not going to be cutting promos, you need them to beat the shit out of each other. So Asuka finally kind of did. Um, we have, I guess, one more Raw before Mania. Flo, what, what needs to happen? I mean, they need to start showing some personality in the ring instead of on the mic. Because as you alluded to, the, the mic isn't going anywhere with these two. Not sure if they were trying to be amicable or what they were attempting, but it has just been so soft and underwhelming. And it's kind of like they needed that brawl that happened on SmackDown almost to break way. I mean, you have Asuka returning to the Kana roots that, I mean, her crazy hasn't really been crazy intimidating. It's been watch me dance, watch me bit missed, watch me do yeah. this. And it's kind of like, it's like more head games than like the crazy dominance we want to see with her and Bianca just, but you can't make Bianca look weak in that scenario because of how strong she's been built. And that's kind of like recently though, they've been booking her to win matches and then get jumped and then Oscar save her. And it's kind of like, you know, Bianca's been taking people out three V one. She's been doing this. She's nothing's been able to keep her down. And it's like, Okay, now Oscar's coming to help and then dancing, and it's just—it's it, very. Str- I mean, they need both of these to look dominant. Yeah, the story isn't there. Like there is a story for Charlotte and Rhea, although they're alluding to some side story that doesn't make any sense. But there's not the story. This is the excitement for this match is in the ring, and they haven't teased barely anything in this ring. You want 
Asuka going crazy, the Kana vibes. You need Bianca being the fastest, the strongest, which, yes, she did KOD Piper, but, I mean, they were on a team, and then she gets kicked in the face. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's like, okay, it, it, they need to figure out a way to stop coasting this because yeah. it's kind of like it was put together, and it's like, okay, here we go. This is the match. We know everybody's excited for the match, but now we're going to keep these two apart. When I don't think that, I mean, I'd have more fun. Like, I think instead of doing this, they should have been one-upping each other. Instead of whatever they went with, it should have been, all right, Asuka's going to face somebody and do this. And then Bianca the next night's like, oh, you're going to do this. I'm going to 2v1 this team, beat the hell out of each other, have them come face-to-face, push each other around a little bit. Not just whatever they're doing with, okay, now we have the tag team match. Asuka finally gives her a kick. I mean, we only got one week left of uh, Raw, so, I mean, we're going to see them one more time. Maybe they brawl. Maybe we get a stare down. Regardless, it's just like, just give us the match already. I, I, I'm not really sure what buildup they can give us in a week that's going to make it any better. But um, Bianca takes her earrings off and just whoops yeah, her. B- Bianca finally takes the earrings. She puts the denim back on. That's what it is. Oh, please. Yes, um, give it. So... I know Bianca Oska is going to be a fantastic match. I have no doubt in my mind about that. However, the more I see of them not having this, whatever you want to call it, the more I wish Rhea picked Bianca. I don't know why Rhea needs to do this redemption arc against Charlotte, especially with the last couple promos having her doubting herself. Asuka, you can have against anybody. And they have failed to push Asuka in the past. I I just feel like maybe Bianca Rhea would have been the way to go here. That said, I'm I'm still looking forward to both women's title matches. I think they'll be phenomenal. But in terms of a build, I, I kind of wish we got Bianca Rhea. I don't know. I maybe Maybe that's just me. Uh, Don J, what do you think about how this has gone down between Asuka and Bianca? I think the only bill that they would have needed to do is just put Asuka on commentary every week and let Asuka be Asuka on commentary very um, sinister while Bianca fights every week. And I'd be fine because I don't care what uh, Asuka's saying. It's just she's saying something and I love it and that would enough for me I think it's the fact that um, that we've talked about before is the two faces so there's only so much you're going to do I'm glad that Oscar finally made a move um, I think that they're going to do something to let Bianca look strong on Monday and then we'll finally just get over get over to the match and be done with I feel like maybe they should have had Oscar brooding like Sting with the face paint just kind of like perched somewhere watching menacingly not having to say anything and just being like that sinister presence that sinister stalker and then having Bianca just be like what the actual f is going on here and having Asuka just be like this crazy ass put her on a top turnbuckle or something afterwards just perched there laughing I don't know I feel like I uh Put her in the Gunther suite. Yeah, put her in a skybox. Yeah, put her in a skybox. 
Uh, there's so many ways they could have went with the storyline, and it's like they pick the one way that is the most mid. Like it's just like we're we're not we're not trying to build it up. You know, it's a good match. We're just gonna try to push through. Somebody, um, we are doing this live on Twitch. Somebody in the chat did say uh, Bianca wins at Mania, setting Oscar down a spiral where this is where we get the crazy ass Kata, and then wins it at SummerSlam. I wouldn't hate it. And then someone else saying once she wins, Asuka goes crazy as the champ. That would be more of the character development I think everyone would want. Because, like, she came back as Kana at the Rumble, and then it was just like, eh. She paints her face. She walks out in business attire. She smiles. Her teeth are blue. She walks away. Anything else we want to talk about with the main roster women before I get super upset? (laughs) Nothing we haven't already stated. Uh, one more business, uh, thing we need to talk about on Raw, and that is, um, Roman shows up, says, acknowledge me, and then Cody's music hits, and Roman just looks all sorts of annoyed. Um, I once again feel like Roman won this promo battle, but I think Cody's showing was a lot better than the last one they had. How are you feeling about the promo work and this buildup? Cody showed up and Roman went straight for the jugular. He brought up AEW. He brought up Stardust. He brought up and he just absolutely crushed. And like I alluded to earlier a little bit, it was interest where he's like, oh, you couldn't do the Starbust. You couldn't get you couldn't get over in your own company. And like I said earlier, it's like, well, I mean, you tried to be a face for eight years being force fed and it just didn't work. Until finally you went with this gimmick. So it was, it was kind of like, look yourself in the mirror there a little bit. But right. I agree that Cody came back really strong. He's like, he needed to. He, it was like, okay, you're not facing my dad. You're not facing AEW. You're not facing Stardust. I'm going to beat your ass. Like, it doesn't matter this. It doesn't matter then. It doesn't and matter. And then your the family other. is going to walk out. And then your family, that's what that's that's where it turned. And that's where I think Cody took the advantage on this is he said, you're worried about my family. That's not even here. You need to worry about your family that is here, because not only is Jay going to turn on your ass, then Jimmy's going to leave your ass. Solo ain't going to know what the fuck to do. And he's going to leave your ass. And it was just. It, it it felt real there. It was like, well, wait a minute. And you could kind of see on Roman's face, which he's been perfect with his expressions lately. Is it got him thinking? Of course, uh, Solo gets a little fired up and then disobeys what Roman says. Tells him, let's go. And no, he stays in the ring and wants to fight. So I think it was very interesting to see Cody get the leg up there. It was like, Okay, you're telling me about my past. Let's talk about your present. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what gave uh, Cody the big edge. And it wasn't like last time where he just sit there and took the lashes and said, yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. He did do the, yes, you're right, but who cares? Let's talk about this instead. So I think it was a perfect, uh, a perfect clapback, so to say. So I'm very excited to see what we get in these final three shows leading up to Mania. He said Heyman was going to go back to being an advocate. Heyman's going to go back to being an advocate. So funny. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good. Um, Yeah, I don't really have any other thoughts on these two. Like I just, like I said earlier, I, I've heard it. I've seen it. I'm good. I just need the match. 
I don't think there's anything else that they could say to make me go, oh, wow, seeds of doubt, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm I'm good. You don't need to force feed this to me anymore. You, you never needed to in the first place. But, like, it, it's entertaining. I'm going to enjoy it. It's giving what it's supposed to give. Um, any other points you want to make about Cody Bloodline? No? <laughs> okay. No, I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> Don Juice is like, nah, I'm good. let's move to nxt and the best half hour of wrestling on television nxt level up i mentioned it in the last podcast i don't know if any of the viewers did their homework um and went and watched level up we had lyra valkyria against danny palmer we had eddie thorpe versus zion quinn which was a match and then we had Oro Mensa versus Charlie Dempsey. Um, for those who are not familiar, Charlie Dempsey is the son of one Mr. William Regal. Um, and NXT gave us an Eddie Thorpe vignette. I am stoked for this man. Absolutely stoked. You didn't need to sell me on Charlie Dempsey. Um, what he did in the level up match what was flow what was the combination it was a it was an arm bar into a cross face into an ankle lock or it something was an arm bar into a cross face into i think an inverted stf into i think another submission but it was absolutely flawless flowing of technical ability oh um, god it was like he literally distorted and killed a man live on the uh Live on NXT level up. The way that he was just so fluid in changing up the submissions, dismantling the body parts one by one. I'm I'm a big fan of technical wrestling. Can we get Charlie Dempsey versus Chad Gable? It it gave giant um Daniel Bryanson vibes when he started uh making those moves from move to move. Like it was so flawless. There was no effort, there was no struggle in it. Again, for those of you not watching NXT Level Up, the best half hour of wrestling every week. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I I need Charlie Dempsey versus Chad Gable. (laughs) Have them walking out with, like, the wrestling singlets and the headgear, like Josh (laughs) Alexander, and the high boots, and have them just... Just have them go. Um, Let them go. Made me so happy. Eddie Thorpe looking really strong. Again, we got a vignette for him. On NXT, he will be making um, an appearance on NXT next week. I am very, very, very happy for that. Um, one of the few indigenous wrestlers on the scene, uh, very tapped into his culture. Um, the vignette had dream catchers and all sorts of um, nods to his indigenous heritage. Um, so very excited to see that. Um, we had two more qualifiers for the women's ladder match um, for the NXT Women's Championship at Stand and Deliver. Um, qualifier number one was Indy Hartwell versus Tiffany Stratton. My heart said Indy. My head said Tiffany. And it was, in fact, Tiffany. Um, there is a video of Indy backstage getting mad because she just keeps losing she gets face to face with zoe stark zoe's like i'm not what are you looking at well i'm not looking at the next women's champion (laughs) i'm zoe stark um and then indy gets like all mad again 
the second match was Ivy Nile versus Lyra Valkyria. Um, Valkyria, who was literally just on level up. And then I feel like they're pushing her quite a bit. Um, not much is known about her backstory between the three of us. I don't think I asked about it on on Friday when we were watching. It was like they're giving her a lot of vignettes. They're giving her a lot of time. She just kind of came out of nowhere and got skyrocketed. Um, Valkyria wins. And I need Ivy Nile to stop smiling and to start getting mad. So in this ladder match, we have Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Valkyria, Zoe Stark, and Gigi Dolan. There will be a last chance qualifier on NXT between Ivy Nile, Indy Hartwell, and our girl Soul. Um, I think we're all in agreement here that we all want to see Soul Ruka win, but it's going to be Indy. That's that's what my heart says. I think that's going to be the uh, the the answer to it. Although um, it would be nice because I mean Ivy's another one that just sits there and takes losses. It'd be nice to see her get mad and maybe just take over a match. But I, I think that's what we're going to get. I think we're going to get a indie swan song here. Yep. And uh, get her in. Although God, give me soul in the match. Indy gets this stand and deliver moment, and then Raw after Mania, she shows up with Candice. Um. What I really wanted to see when they were doing the um, the NXT Anonymous filming the backstage and it showed Indy getting all mad and stuff. This is before they announced the last chance. I really wanted Dexter Loomis to show up and just scoop her up and walk her away. Be like, I'm, be like I'm coming for you. Come with me. I have a place. And then just bring Indy to the main roster and reunite the way. Index forever. But can you imagine Sol Ruka in a ladder match? I don't want to imagine it. I want to see it. I know, but like, just think of all the things she could do in she a ladder match. Off that ladder, I'm done for the night. That's it. We're we're wrapping it up. Um, we do have another scramble of sorts for the North American title, and um, <sighs> um. We had JD and Ilya putting on an absolute clinic and then interference. And now they're in the North American title match. Um, I don't, I, I've gone on record saying I don't need either of them in this match. However, if you give them a one on one at Stand and Deliver, people are not going to be talking about Braun and Mello. So, in that respect, I get it. Would have um, much rather preferred to see like Tyler Bate, Axiom, Dijak in this um, North American title open championship. Tyler Bate is is doing something else. We'll get into that. Um, but we have Dragon Lee, who his music hit. Place went nuts. Uh, Dragon Lee, JD McDonough, Ilya Dragunov. Wesley, and then the final spot will be determined by a battle royal on NXT. Um, do we think Axiom wins? I think Axiom wins. I hope so, or else I'm going to feel bad. Him too much in in this whole North American thing to not have him in it. So he has to be in it. Yeah, that or he loses. Wesley retains and then they actually get a one-on-one 
but they've been I'm a, a, another guy that they've been pushing is Axiom. I'm a big fan. I think he's hilarious. I think he's incredibly talented. His promos are great. Um, he's got everything for me. Um, thoroughly enjoy watching him. I would like to see a one-on-one with him and Wes. I think that could steal a show. But yeah, they are featuring him quite a bit to just not have him in this match. So we'll see. Wouldn't be wouldn't be upset at like a Dijak winning either. So you have a big guy in the match. We'll see. Battle Royal will determine that. Gargano and Waller. Um, and Waller is the gift that keeps on giving with the troll game. Habitual line stepper. Gargano wants an unsanctioned match. Grayson shows up on the Titan Tron wearing a Candice LeRae shirt. I'm here for it. He's doing his thing. It's uh, going to be interesting. Uh, I'm not exactly certain the unsanctioned match kind of scares me. And because when you think unsanctioned, no DQ this, you think you're going to get more than a one-on-one, which I think this match needs to have the the one-on-one emotional damage. Maybe Candice finally cares that Johnny gets beat up and comes. But here's the weird part of it is normally when you see these unsanctioned matches and you see these no DQ matches, you're always worried about the heel having friends. People that are going to come, ruin the match, make sure it's messed up. Does Grayson have friends? That's the point I'm going to make here. Grayson doesn't have friends, but Johnny got a bunch of them, especially in the land of black and gold. So when you come down to it, it's like, who does this actually benefit? Do we get Champa back? That's that's does Champa come back to help Johnny and then they bro hug like KO and Sammy? Little back pat, be a great callback since they've had unsanctioned matches at Takeover. Yeah, and they're doing the Johnny is Mr. NXT, and who was the guy that you know was Mr. NXT with him? So that would be cool. Champa's been out injured for a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's close. Yeah, that would be. That would be nice to see Champa back and not wearing that stupid ass Miz outfit. Hashtag free Tommaso. One other thing, I guess two more things. Um, we had a debate between Schism and Chase U, and uh, Tyler Bate is Team Chase U. Um, was kind of hoping he'd be in the uh, the North American title match, but we're finally going to see Ava wrestle. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think that's what everybody said, especially when we were watching along with the spoiler room. It was like, wait, Tyler Bates part of this now? I mean, we knew that he was working with uh, Thea through her her, uh, her scared issues she was having. Yeah. But now all of a sudden it's like, all right, I'm the official nurse of, uh, of Chase U. So the psychologist, I guess yeah. The psychologist, he came in, he absolutely dominated his debate spot, um, which was pretty hilarious in its own. I mean, this is an interesting match. You got Duke Hudson putting the school on the line, which if you've uh, looked at Joe Gacy's Instagram, he's already instating the uh, the rule book of what he plans to put in place. It's going to be very interesting because uh, nobody really knows what side Duke Hudson's on. Um, but again, how does Tyler Beat lose? Like, I don't think he does. And I'm team schism. And even I believe that we're still going to have Chase U because of just how fun it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm team both. I'm team both. I, I really enjoy watching both factions. Um, Gacy is one of those guys where 
even when he doesn't get the TV time, and, and Ava is the same, even if they don't get the TV time, their social media game is strong. Strong. So they're doing a lot of storytelling and character development on their Instagram and their Twitter and whatever else. I know TikTok is a thing that the kids do these days. Old lady yells at Cloud. But their their storytelling is not limited to TV time. So I, I thoroughly recommend you go and scroll through the Instagrams and the Twitter accounts of some of these NXT talents because there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make TV. Um, Gacy putting up the picture of Chase U and like Xing out Andre Chase's eyes. So good. Um, I don't think Tyler Bate is going to get put in a position to lose. I think we keep the university intact. I'm very interested to see what Ava does in the ring. Um, I know we are big Thea fans here, but Thea is also still somewhat green by comparison. So two women that don't get a lot of ring action. Um, I don't see them getting a massive part of this match for that reason, but I do hope that, you know, Ava has something other than being someone that says I have a famous dad. I say that with all the respect in the world. Um, I hope she has the stuff. Yeah, she's been there. I want to say she's been there almost three years now. Like, she got there right when the pandemic started. And I right. think, just by, by all accounts from HBK and some others, she puts it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I need her to do some sort of rock bottom uh, or elbow type of thing for it. Just as homage. I don't need her to be anything with a yeah, I don't need her to be The Rock's daughter. I need her to be Ava, but I would I would not be upset if in the ring intro she gets up on the turnbuckle and does the nose thing or something. Last thing about NXT is the can they coexist storyline, which even the two people involved thought was dumb. Um, but Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes teaming up to take on Pretty Deadly and uh, they kept it amicable. They even worked fairly well together. Braun yeeted Carmelo off the second rope to do a splash on Pretty Deadly, tags him in to hit the nothing but net to win the match, and then we just get the stare down. Again, can they coexist? I don't care. I don't care if they can coexist. However, I do enjoy and I do respect the fact that this storyline has always been about respect even though Trick Williams be doing too much at times. But it, it this, this feud has always just been, we're the top two guys. Let's go put on a show. They're very complimentary of each other. And yeah, amicable. The entire time, we got the amicable contract signing. We got the amicable can they coexist match. Uh, one more NXT before stand and deliver. I don't see a brawl ensuing at all because why would they do it at this point? I'm enjoying... Um, what I've been seeing. I'm looking forward to this match. I think Melo's going to win it, but we're not doing predictions. Um, do either of you have any thoughts? It's uh, it's nice to see that NXT can take a, something that we hate, like can they get along, and make it tolerable. Like the way it was set up, why they're doing it. Yep. Have, having yep. the Trick Williams interference and the, hey, this is what I'm doing. Because you even seen it when he was announcing the name, and you're going to face this, and Braun Breaker. And it was just so set up so well. And yep. it's the same thing with 
the Bianca and the Oscar, which it was set up horribly. It's like, why can't we transition some of this storytelling up to where it just makes sense to where it fits? Let's stop trying to force the square piece in the round hole. Um, but it was very nice. It was very refreshing to see this type of can they coexist thing, the way it worked out, the way it ended, the way the, the entire thing is just shaking up. And again, it's just like we got one more week. Are they actually going to go one more week without uh, putting little hands on each other? Maybe Trick gets a little out of line. Maybe. As expected. Maybe, yep. Well, he has the blueprint now, so. Yeah, he was taking notes, literally he taking, taking notes, notes at ringside. <laughs> he was probably doing a Dexter drawing. Any other wrestling things that we want to talk about? Um, only other thing I, I would say is that we don't talk that much about AEW on on the show for various reasons, but their match last night um, with Kenny Omega versus Vikingo is mm. something that everyone should go watch. That yeah, it's on my list. It was a fantastic main event. Um, the rest of the show was pretty forgettable, but that match between the two of them is worth everybody's watch. Yeah, say what you want about how AEW writes their storylines and how they build their wrestlers and whatnot. They have a lot of quality wrestlers there. So getting to see them actually wrestle against each other um, is not something that should be overlooked just because it's AEW. Um, like I said last podcast, I went to an AEW show. I didn't care what the name of the promotion was. I just thoroughly enjoyed watching the wrestling. Um, so I encourage people to go watch that match. Any other things you want to mention on the way out? I uh, just wanted to bring up the one thing. Andy Kaufman, well-deserved, was uh, announced to be going into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, outside yep. of Sidney Lauper, there's probably no other celebrity that has had more to do with professional wrestling. So uh, just, just to get a nod out for him on the podcast. Yeah, and hopefully Jerry Lawler inducts him. That would be... Hopefully he's well enough. Hopefully he's well enough, yes. Um, even if he has to do it virtually. It would be nice to see Jerry get a say in that. Uh, but that is going to do it for episode nine of We're Gonna Talk About Wrestling. Flo, thank you. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Don Jay, thank you. I am a friend of the robots. Domo origato, Mr. Roboto. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will catch you next week. And whatever you decide to watch wrestling-wise this week, please enjoy. Enjoy.